episode 99. Late Night Internet Marketing. This week on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast, we pick up our discussion about the corn sheller site. You'll recall I got that Google manual site action. Well, today I start to reveal my plan and the actions that I'm taking to try and get that penalty removed. All this and more on the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. The Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. You've been working for somebody else, but you want a business to run yourself. You want to know how to start, where to begin. Can you get out your comfort zone, my friend? Yes. When it's late at night, at the end of the day, your dreams burning inside. So keep it up, and you will find that you're building your business one night at a time. And now, broadcasting late at night from a little studio in the big state of Texas, your host, Mark Mason. Hey, I hope you guys are having a fantastic week. Hopefully by now, all the feed problems that we experienced over the last uh, month are gone, and you've got this show and episode 98 down in your player. Again, I apologize for that, and thank you uh, for your patience on that. Also, I had similar problems over at the Late Night Internet Marketing Minute. That's my other podcast I would encourage you to listen to if you're interested in this sort of getting started with uh, affiliate marketing sort of topics. That's a short format podcast where I just spend a couple of minutes, a couple of times a week talking about various topics with affiliate and internet marketing. That feed is fixed and working as well. And I think you might really enjoy that show if you like this one. So go ahead and check it out. Well, this week I've been spending some time finally going back and looking at the corn sheller site And what I'd like to do is share that journey with you in the hopes that you can actually learn something from that that you can apply to your own sites. It's time to get to work building your internet business one night at a time. Now, if you remember about a month ago, I announced that over Christmas, I was slapped with a Google manual site action. And this is something that shows up in Google Webmaster Tools. If you register your website with Google Webmaster Tools, Google will tell you things about how they see your site and what you're doing with it or what they're doing to it and with it. And Oftentimes, if they've got a problem, they will let you know through Google Webmaster Tools. And one of the kind of problems that they can have is that they can see something on your site that they don't like and take a manual site action. And one of the more common ones that we saw a lot uh, after Penguin was actually this idea of spammy links coming in to your site where they could tell that you had hired someone to build a bunch of crummy links back to your site in order to help it rank. Usually this was accompanied with imbalanced anchor text where an inordinate amount of the links that were pointed back at your site actually had the keyword that you were trying to rank for in the links. And, 
you know, they're able to figure this stuff out. And so what they do is they create what's called a manual site action. And basically what that does is it takes whatever rank you might have had and reduces it by five or 10 pages. It's like tying a boat anchor to your website. It doesn't completely sink it. It just makes it go down farther in the search engines. But as you know, once you fall off the first page, any revenue that you were getting from those keyword terms is essentially lost. Not many people go past the first page of Google. So as you'll recall, uh, many years ago on a dare, I built this relatively thin website called the Corn Sheller site over at cornsheller.net. And the purpose of this site was to demonstrate the effectiveness of this keyword research tool that I was using at the time. I actually still use it today called Keyword Canine. And you can find a link to Keyword Canine in the show notes. But basically, Keyword Canine is a tool where you put in keywords and it tells you whether or not it will be easy to rank for these keywords. And so my buddy, Jonathan Leger, uh, came up with some crazy keywords and he said, hey, these look like they're really easy to rank. And I said, okay, let's test it. And one of them was corn sheller and corn sheller for sale particularly was another one that I could see that had traffic, not an enormous amount of traffic, but it actually had traffic and it, the keyword tool was saying it was absolutely wide open and green. So I went and registered cornsheller.net. At the time, cornsheller.com was taken, believe it or not. And I built a website, and I thought, well, what can I do with a website on corn shellers? And it turns out I asked the question that you should always be asking, which is what are these people searching for that are searching for corn shellers? And it turns out they're typically collectors of antique corn shellers. Corn shellers are uh, farm implements that are used to take the corn off of the cob, uh, the dry corn off of the cob, and then you take these sacks of corn typically to market and sell them at market. So several companies throughout the years that you've heard of and you would imagine like John Deere have made these corn shellers and they're collectible and they're for sale on eBay. So I used one of my tools that generates listings of things that are for sale on eBay on your website as if they are for sale on your website. And I set that up along with some thin content about the history of corn shellers and some other stuff like that over at cornsheller.net. And I was off to the races and I created 10 or 15 pages of different kinds of corn shellers that were for sale and four or five pages of uh, corn sheller information. And then because I needed some more content or I felt like I did, I threw in some recipes or things you could make with corn. <laughs> Again, I was just goofing around, right? I mean, it wasn't a very serious thing. And in fact, all of the content wasn't even 100% unique at the time. I mean, this was quite some time ago, maybe four years ago by now. Well, sure enough, key, uh, keyword canine was exactly right and the website ranked and it started making 30 or $40 a month. And it's been doing that for years. And a couple of months, it actually made over a hundred dollars. So that was, you know, I call that a, a, a successful experiment until just recently when Google assessed the site, looked at it and said, Hey, there's no real content on this site. There's a couple of pages that this guy wrote about corn shellers. Those pages are actually pretty decent. 
But the rest of this is just a bunch of republishing of content that's actually on eBay. And so I agree with them. That's exactly what the site really is. It's a thin content website. And Google's point of view on this, as I've mentioned before, is they shouldn't be ranking this website. They should actually just be ranking the eBay listings and just send users directly to eBay. There's no real reason for them to make a stop over at my site when they Google corn shellers for sale because there really aren't any corn shellers actually for sale on my site. And so I understand this. So I did an analysis of the site for on-site search engine optimization, as well as sort of uh, trying to think about the intent of Google with regard to uh, this whole topic. And so I've come out with the following things that I plan to do in the month of February. And so I want to share them with you and explain them to you. And then we can see together if after I do these things and give the changes a chance to settle in, if I submit a site reconsideration request, will Google remove the thin content penalty? So things number one and two are pretty obvious. So thing number one is I'd like to increase the amount of content about corn shellers by about 10 pages. Now, the real challenge here is I'm not sure I'm going to be able to find 10 pages of content to write about corn shellers. There's just not that much information out there. I need to find somebody who can do that, and I'll find a writer and challenge them to target 10 searched keyword terms about corn shellers, provided that I can even find 10. I mean, that's going to be a stretch, but I'd like to add 10 pages of content regarding corn shellers. That's thing number one. Thing number two is I, for no particular reason, have 10 or 15 pages of this eBay repurposed content, and that's uh, 10 or 15 pages too many. What I intend to do is look at the top two or three pages that are most searched for. This is going to be something like one generic page on corn shellers, in general, showing all corn shellers that are for sale, maybe one for John Deere corn shellers and maybe one for antique corn shellers. I'll have to see. I'm going to look at the website statistics and determine the top three to five pages only to show sales content. And those are the only sales pages that I'm going to have, just three. And so I'm going to kill the rest of those pages. So that's going to dramatically reduce the thin content. At the same time, I'm going to three or four X the real content by adding 10 pages to the site. So those are the first two things. And then the third thing, which is related to item two, is on these thin pages, I'm going to add five to 800 words of unique content at the top of the page. So for example, on the John Deere corn shellers for sale page, I'm going to have 800 words about John Deere corn shellers before I ever even show one of them for sale. So that's the plan. That's the plan on the content side. Now, there's some on-page SEO things or on-site SEO things that I need to take care of. If you take a look at all of the pages that are listed for the corn sheller site, 
you can immediately see that there's a problem. I never optimized this site for search engine optimization. So if you go to Google and you type in a site colon search for this site. So by that, I mean, you type the word site S I T E and the colon character. So it's site colon. And then you put in corn net. So it's all one thing with no spaces site colon corn net. What you, what you find out is that there are uh, 56 results for corn sheller, and there's a bunch of stuff in there that we don't really we don't really want to have in the index. First of all, the top pages that are ranking for the site are the disclaimer and the disclosure and the contact page and the the DMCA policy page and a bunch of other stuff that we want to have on the site because Google's expecting that, but we certainly don't want that ranking at the top of the rankings. That takes up sort of the first two pages. And then what you can see is that the rest of the pages, they all have the site name and the page title. They don't have good descriptions. And just basically the problem is, is that the sites that are listed, the pages that are listed in the uh, Google search results, actually, that hasn't been managed very well. And we know for SEO, Google's paying attention to that. And you really need to have good search engine optimization on every page on your website, starting with the page title and the descriptions uh, for the page. The descriptions, not so much for search results, but when people get that result, you want to have a really strong description that encourages them to click through. Now, when I first noticed the the uh, thin content penalty, another thing that I noticed was that category pages and tag pages and a bunch of that other stuff was listed in the search engines. And I've also removed that. So that would be the fifth thing. The fourth thing is to optimize the on page by page, the SEO. And the fifth thing is to go in and remove the category pages, the tag pages, the archive pages, and all of that from the Google index. And you can do that using the Yoast SEO plugin, and I'll put a link to that in the show notes. And that will help you get all of this garbage content out of the search interest results. And the the reason that you want to do that is because uh, Google abhors duplicate content on the same site. They really don't want you to have multiple pages with the same content on the site. It's written right there in the Google Webmaster Guidelines. And those archive pages and and category pages, all that stuff is just a rehashing of content that's elsewhere on the site. And so it's really important that you get rid of all that stuff. So I know that I need to get rid of those things. That's what I plan to do. So again, the, the things I plan to do are add content, take away the thin content, add actual text to the thin content to make it less thin, then go in and optimize the blog content page by page so that pages that shouldn't show in the Google index are marked no index, and the ones that should show have great titles and great descriptions, 
Uh, and then I plan to uh, make sure I've suppressed the archive pages, category pages, and um, tag pages from the Google index, which you can also do with the Yoast SEO plugin. So those are the five things that I plan to do on cornsheller.net. The thing is, those are five things you should probably do to your website. You should probably go into your website and do this site colon search and see what you see. And if you see pages that aren't of any use to a searcher in any case, you should have those marked as no index, meaning that it's a signal to Google that they should drop that page from their index because you know no one needs to find your disclaimer page in a search. If they're on your site, sure, they can click to it, but there's no reason anyone's ever going to search for your disclaimer. And so there's no reason to clutter up Google search results with those kind of pages. You want to get all that junk out of there. Sometimes, depending on whether or not you've got an e-commerce solution on your site or some other kind of thing that where there's a lot of searching going on, you'll find that you've actually got uh, other junk in your search results that need to be needs to be suppressed, including sometimes you'll find if you're using pretty links to cloak affiliate links and you haven't identified them to be no index or no follow, that they will be showing up. And so you'll have other websites' pages showing up in your search results. And that's also a big no-no from Google. When they see that, that makes them angry. And so you want to check all that stuff and make sure that um, all of your referral links are actually marked no index and or no follow. So the plan will be, I'll do all that. We'll let it roll for a couple of weeks and then I'll report back the results. And eventually we'll do a site reconsideration request I'm not terribly optimistic about this. First of all, site reconsideration requests don't have a very good hit rate um, with Google. And second of all, this really is kind of a thin site, and I don't plan on investing hundreds of millions of dollars or hours to make this a, a fantastic site. But it's instructive to go through the exercise so you'll know what to do in the event that you get hit with a thin content penalty. And I hope that doesn't happen to you. So a new segment this week, late night traffic tips. And, you know, true to form, there'll be a really cool stinger coming for this in a future episode, but I don't have that quite back yet from Music Radio Creative. It's probably going to be back next week. Need more visitors to your site? Check out this late night traffic tip. But each week I wanted to, to give a traffic tip to help you get more traffic to your website. I think that's something that people always are interested in. And it's something that's really pretty difficult. In fact, a lot of people feel like that's the hardest part of internet marketing. It's, you know, it's pretty straightforward to create a website these days. It's pretty straightforward to create great content, but how to build traffic is a, is a question. And so what I want to talk about a little bit each week are some simple things that you can do without a big budget. If you've got a big budget, thousands of dollars a month, for example, it's pretty straightforward to go hire somebody to handle all your SEO. I, I even know who to call. If you want to know, drop me a line and I'll tell you my guy. But if you're if you're just starting out, you really don't have that budget. And usually your website doesn't have the profit engine going to pay to sustain that budget. I mean, it's one thing if you're if you're making five hundred dollars a month on a website to spend two hundred of those five hundred dollars each month on ongoing SEO and promotion, but if you're making zero, 
spending hundreds of dollars every month on SEO is a non-starter in a lot of cases. So what can you do for free? And so this week, the first tip, don't forget about blog commenting. And, you know, this is one of the few things that's left that that still kind of seems to influence search engine rankings and will actually create some traffic on its own on occasion. It also makes the internet a better place, which I really like. But, you know, things that used to work once upon a time, like article marketing and other things that we've talked about over the years, those things aren't working. But if you go to a blog in your niche and read a blog post, uh, first of all, you're going to be a better blogger for it because now hopefully you will have learned something. And you leave a comment on that blog that's actually helpful to other readers, that engages the author, that starts a discussion, most blogs on the internet are going to leave you with some kind of reference back to your website. And in the cases where that's true, that's going to cause one of two things to happen. Either Google is going to notice that link back to your website and over time involve that in some way in the search engine rankings. Yes, I know a lot of blog comment link backs or no follow. Yes, I know you shouldn't put the keywords there. I'm not talking about any of that kind of mass production stuff. I'm just saying that Google is looking for natural behavior on the internet. And if they find over time that you are an active member of this niche and you own a website there, that is going to, in, in the best possible scenario where Google gets it right, that's going to make your rankings go up. That's not a comment about Google's algorithm. It's just, it makes sense, right? And I think, you know, what a lot of people, people that are worried about fooling Google's algorithm and tricking it into ranking their site, forget sometimes forget about the fact that with thousands of engineers at Google working on the Google search engine algorithm, and making on average one to two changes per day updates to the algorithm with with that kind of energy and effort eventually in the fullness of time Google is going to surface the best websites and the best authors to the top of the search rankings i mean i don't know what's going to happen next week but in 10 years i'm going to tell you that my money's on Google having a better search engine than they have today and by better i mean they're going to be doing a better job of getting the good content and the good authors up to the top of the pile. Part of being a good author is being engaged in the community. So that's one reason to leave comments because they result in some kind of signal back to Google that your website is important. But the second thing is uh, people who are reading those comments will often click through to your website. We see this. I see this in my uh, stats and on some of my affiliate sites. When you leave a thoughtful comment, not a promotional one, but a thoughtful comment that leads people who are really interested in the stuff that you're talking about to say, Hey, who's that guy? And click on that link and go see your website. And, you know, if you leave one comment on one blog, that's maybe not going to be that significant. But if you leave a couple of comments on a couple of blogs every day for a year, and all of a sudden you've got 500 or 1,000 links back to your site, naturally occurring blog comment links, and those web pages are getting 100 views a day each, then wow, by the time you do all that math, you may actually really create some click-through traffic back to your site. 
And if I told you you could just piddle around on the internet reading stuff that you were interested in and actually build a base of an extra 100 visits per day or whatever it ends up working out by just reading and interacting with people in your niche, well, that sounds like a pretty good deal. So that's the, that's the traffic tip for today is don't forget about blog commenting. Go ahead and continue to do that because indications are that that still has some significance with regard to search engine optimization and traffic. Now, before I let you go today, I have a couple of announcements. One announcement is I will be attending Social Media Marketing World in San Diego in April. This is the premier conference uh, for social media marketing. I will be leading a track out there. I'm not sure the details may or may not be giving a paper. I did last year. I'm not sure I will this year. That's still a little bit up in the air, but I'll definitely be leading a track. I'll be out there. My family is coming with me, and they are going to play in the sun while I'm at the conference, which sounds like fun. Um, And so I'd love to see you if you're going to be out there. If you're interested in learning more about social media marketing world, you can find out more at uh, latenightim.com forward slash SMMW for social media marketing world. And I'd love to see you out there. Let me know if you're coming and I'll look for you and we can hook up and talk or whatever. That'd be really fun. Now, the second thing I wanted to tell you was this is episode 99. You knew that because, hey, I announced it at the beginning of the episode. But What's exciting about episode 99 is it will almost certainly be followed by episode 100. And I have uh, something special in store for you for episode 100. I have a guest panel that I assembled. Actually, it's my mastermind group, Leslie Samuel, Ray Edwards, Michael Stelzner, who runs Social Media Marketing World, uh, Pat Flynn, who we know and love, and my very close friend, Cliff Ravenscraft, We'll all be on the show with me and we'll talk a little bit about internet marketing and what to get, what to do, what they would do, what they wish they knew about getting started online. um, If they could go back and talk to themselves, you know, it's kind of a common question that you hear people ask, but it's kind of fun to have it in this round table sort of environment. So that's what we'll do for episode 100. Be sure to tune into that next week. That's going to be really groovy. Hopefully the feed will still be up and things will be okay. Until then, I'll talk to you later and peace out. Thanks for listening. You can do it right when it's late at night. You've been listening to the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Be sure to visit latenightpodcast.com today to leave feedback for Mark. Download special bonus content, access the show notes, and more. See you there. Until then. Until then, go and make some great progress on your internet business. One night at a time. One night at a time. Okay, that was really fun. Um, The Corn Sheller site, interesting fact, true fact for you, for you that have stayed. This is the end of the show show, by the way. If you're not familiar with this, this is the extra unannounced content that follows every episode of the Late Night Internet Marketing Podcast. Um, 
The corn shelter site is not the only site I made on a dare. The other site that I made on a dare was a site called Best Hair Growth Shampoo for Men dot com. Um, that didn't work out so well. So, <laughs> actually, it was it's a good example. It was something that I never finished. I have uh, plenty of hair, and I'm not very passionate about the whole hair growth shampoo topic. It's a little bit hard to get excited about such a topic, and so. Um, you know, it, it, it didn't resonate and I never really finished it. And the experiment was a failure. Um, and I just let the domain expire. So there you go. Late night internet marketing. Hey, it's Mark again. I wanted to tell you one more time about this absolutely free resource that I have for helping people who are trying to get the big picture for internet marketing, actually get started and understand what all their choices are. If that's not you, there's no more content. You can skip to the end. But if you're someone who came to this podcast because you're searching for how to get started online and you just can't cut through all the noise, I get it. That was me in 2007 when I was trying to get started. There were so many people throwing offers at me that I really couldn't even understand what all the different business models were. I couldn't understand how money moved around on the Internet. And I couldn't really get a grip on what direction I wanted to go in so I could figure out how to move forward. I've created a free video resource for you just for that purpose at latenightim.com forward slash explain. In several short videos, I just explained to you what internet marketing is all about and what online business is all about and the different options that you have for starting an online business. There's nothing to buy there. You just sign up for access and you get the videos just like that. So if that's interesting to you, or if you know someone who's in a same situation, send them that link late night, forward slash explain. And let me know what you think. I'd love to hear what people are thinking that are in the exact same position that I was in more than a decade ago in 2007. In some ways it seems like yesterday. And in some ways, it seems like an entire lifetime ago. Again, that's latenightim.com forward slash explain. Late night internet mom.